Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Networking. It's your superpower. It's your host, Keisha Kent. And I want to remind you to subscribe, to follow, to come along this journey with me. I am now on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, just to name a few. And there's so many other platforms. I would love, 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 love for you to come along this journey with me. And I want to thank you for listening, everybody who's listening all over the world. All of you folks in Ireland, in India, in Australia, in the UK, thank you so much for listening. All of you guys in the United States, in New York, in Texas, in Chicago, in St. Louis, thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to this next episode. I'm bringing on my friend, Johanna Jones. She is amazing. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Well, hello, my friend. Hello. How are you, Johanna? I am fantastic today. Wonderful. It is so, 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 so exciting to have you here. Let me just say that first of all. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for saying yes, and thank you for joining. And let me just do the honors of introducing you to my audience, and welcome to my couch, so to speak, of networking. It's your superpower. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You all, let me tell you a little bit about this rock star I have right here. She's so peaceful. You can hear the peace in her spirit. So this is Johanna Jones, you all, and she is the Vice President of Development and Advancement for Places for People. And if you have not heard of Places for People, I want you to really take time and go and research. Their website is placesforpeople.com. Dot org. Go out there, take some time and see about what they do because it is an amazing organization that I'm so excited to be connected to. Now, let me tell you about this leader that they have in mm-hmm. development advancement. She has over 20 years of experience with fundraising, marketing, communications, and leadership in nonprofit organizations. That's enough to say, okay, tell me some more. Now, her expertise includes community development, fundraising, grant writing, program development, strategic partnerships, communication, and marketing communications. She's done work with a ton of nonprofit organizations. Let me just tell you a few. So the St. Louis Metro, in the St. Louis Metro area, including SIUE, East St. Louis, right? Jackie Joyner-Percy Foundation. Come on, Jackie Joyner. That's one of my faves. Grace Hill Settlement House, to just name a few, you all. And she is just a ball of wisdom. Every time I get to sit down, I usually have my notebook and I'm taking notes. So welcome, Johanna. Thank you so much for the invitation. Absolutely. Now, you know what? I want to ask you, you tell me what you're thinking. What were you getting ready to say? Tell me. I was going to say, I just, I feel like we've been on this journey together since we (laughs) first met. So many exciting things have happened professionally in both of our lives. So we've been on the journey together. I love that. You're right. We have been and we've stayed connected and I don't care how long. I might not talk to you every single day, but I know that if I reach out, you're there and you're available to answer questions, to direct me. I love the fact that we keep in touch regardless of what. Now, when COVID hit, 
we still stayed in touch. And I think that's the biggest thing when you think about networking and building relationships. It should not be that one night stand. And you must make sure that you're connecting and you're intentional and you're bringing people to the table. And let me just thank you for bringing me to the table for your fundraiser. You were the the best person for that <laughs> opportunity. You fill every room that you're in with energy, positivity, and you can just think on your feet and connect with people. So, you know, that was our first event of that type <laughs> and you made it a success. So thank you. Thank you. you. And shout out to Monique McKinney for just kind of dropping my name in the hat too. I appreciate all of those pieces that go into that. You know, Johanna, I wanted to ask you because you are in such a high level role. You're VP, vice president. Yes. How did you get there? Tell me, tell us about your journey and getting to this place and talk to us about that. I think my story is an example of one where um, know who you are, mm. you know, know your strengths, yes. have a vision, but at the same time, be open. That um, I was actually, you know, finished law school. Okay. Graduated. Okay, come on, law school. And I said, <laughs> I want to do, you know, public policy work. Yeah. I see my purpose around helping poor people, really creating creating systems and communities mm. that work for everybody. Right. And not necessarily in a traditional law role. Okay. And I remember being somewhat distraught about that because as you go to law school there are certain type of jobs that they can help you find and they're okay they couldn't help me find the job that I wanted mm. and I couldn't totally name it right you know there's a whole bunch of things you can do that involve all those things and I remember my grandmother saying to me so clearly there's a job that's looking for you oh come on just grandma. as much as you're looking for it with that wisdom come on and you know more than a job there was a career pathway yeah. that was yeah. looking for me uh-huh. just as much as I was looking for it and so I ended up you know basically accepting a job in a nonprofit that was quasi-governmental never thought that that would be my path right and um you know 22 years later <laughs> right um, but I, I would say from that, I quickly, you know, um, moved into the space of nonprofit administration. The person that worked, that was the executive director of that mm-hmm. nonprofit was mm-hmm. a lawyer. Oh, wow. And an engineer. Come on. And she said, I know you can write. I know you can read the law. I know that you can be a problem solver. And she kept putting different opportunities in front of me. Wow. You know, read federal regu- regulations, try writing a grant, try designing a program. And wow. I found, you know, my gift. I found my passion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every job after that was in nonprofit executive leadership. Come on, 
right. Now, let me ask you, as you've gone through this, because I would consider, you said that this was your, someone that you reported to, an, an ally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a silent mentor. Like she didn't come out right. and say, I'm going to mentor you. But that right. was a mentor. And we sometimes forget that people that we work with, those are mentors as well. Now, did she specifically come out and say, this, I'm going to mentor you? No. No, um, she came to me with some it with some some challenges. Mm-hmm. There was actually a person that was supposed to be writing a multi million dollar grant. Wow! That suddenly took ill and was going to be out for you know basically had a stroke and was going to be out for some time. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I you know." So she came to me with the challenge. And I don't know if she, her first thought was even that she was going to assign this to me, but just talking through it, you know, this, you know, this, this is due. This is one of our largest multi-million dollar grants. The person who has been writing it um, is, it is ill. And in the course of that conversation, she says, I think you can do it. Mm. You Come know, on, the law. Yeah. you know, you know how to read federal, re- you know, regulations you know how to write. You know how to solve problems. And I know that if you need help, you'll come to me. I think you can do this. Wow. And wow. talk about empowerment. Right. And that wasn't, you know, even in my job or in my job description. But I was one, um, I was prepared and open mm-hmm. to learn something new. You know, here the the new person right out of law school, the CEO comes to you. That was um, a CEO with the challenge. That came to you? Come the on. CEO that came to me. Yes. You know, with a challenge, and I felt honored that yeah. you know I would even be in this situation, and so I was op- I was open to it, mm-hmm. and I think that that is. Um, that has been one of my strategies for success that um, I think sometimes people miss mm-hmm. that one um, yeah. every yeah. day you're interviewing for your next opportunity, whether you're a in a job or whether you're in a career or whether you are an entrepreneur every day you are interviewing um, for your next opportunity. Right. And you don't know who that person is that is the door opener yes, for that. Yes, Lord. That's so good. Wow. And, and that word. day, right. <laughs> that's a word, Joanna. Right. That that's is a, a word. Wow. And I was positioned that sometimes we can get hung up on our scope of work mm. and our job descriptions and, um, you know, this very specific set of expectations. Right. But I would say that the pathway, you know, to maintaining a career, you know, in a field that's very volatile, has been full of ups and downs. Uh-huh. But I have been, you know, consistently, um, you know, employed and having a business because I have been flexible I have been open to learning, working hard, 
and willing to do whatever it takes to get it done. Even if it's outside of my scope of work, my job description and the universe has rewarded me for that. Come on with it. And that's exactly what it will do. I love, 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 love all of that. Now, you know what? I'm going to switch gears just a little bit because I know Mm -hmm. you're not, you're not, not accustomed to that entrepreneurship life. You said that your dad owned his own business. Tell us about that. And then what that looked like as a daughter of a business owner coming up. Give us a little bit of that. So I would say that this is a lesson that I did not understand Mm -hmm. until it was too late. So my father, you know, was a Vietnam veteran, had a college degree in psychology, you know, was a, I think a medic, you know, provided emotional support for people on the front line in the military when he came you know, back from Vietnam, uh, you know, looking for a job, looking for that opportunity. Um, he ended up um, finding an opportunity to start a career in Allstate Insurance. Okay. Okay. And he became an independent agent mm-hmm. and had his own business and for a time was the only african-american independent all-state agency in the city of st louis see i didn't know that part okay okay yes so he had an office in the central west end you know so i grew up with him working six days a week you know working long hours my work ethic comes from a father who had his own business saturday morning he's going into the office um you know seven you know six days a week um, all times of hours he's working and it wasn't, you know, with drudgery, it was with pride. It was with wow. energy and a mother who's two jobs, two careers. She was a special education teacher uh-huh. in um, public school district okay, and a respiratory therapist um, with BJC. So two careers. Wow. So two. And so that was my you know, training ground for workplace, workplace ethics. Oh my gosh. And it wasn't until, you know, so my father had to build his book of business, build his clientele constantly. He was a master networker. Every, every Mm. place he went, you know, (laughs) people knew what he did, Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, that's how he built his business and so after 30 plus years of building his book of business neither myself or my brother ever really thought about insurance as a career he introduced us to us certainly you know we spent time in his office and understood Mm -hmm. he did Mm -hmm. but I never really you know I thought insurance um you know I'm not really interested in that but then one day as he was retiring mm-hmm. and selling his business to um, a friend and colleague's daughter, she okay. said, do you know the true value of your father's book of business is invaluable in terms of money? 
what he put together, you know, his, his current client list, his, you know, his, um, previous clients, his reputation, you know, the whole office, the space and the central West end. And, you know, it was where, you know, um, there's now that, um, a grocery store there. What is not so you know prime is location it whole foods right whole there foods, foods. Oh, right so right there on Euclid. oh yes. my goodness that is yes. fine so she's you know so she said this is invaluable what he's done you know he's not truly going to get what this is worth it's a shame that somebody in your family did, I never thought about it till then. And he, you know, wasn't, he was open to me pursuing my dreams. But ever since then, I'm like, wow. this man pretty much, you know, could have handed us a business mm-hmm. that was already working, already yep. staffed. Working itself. But I didn't think wow. that way. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since then, I'm like, um, I that day understood the value of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Legacy, wow! Yes, legacy, wow. and you know the um, the sense of freedom and purpose and pride. Absolutely, that comes with building something. Thirty that years, wow! Sustains itself beyond your career, right? That is, that is, wow. Oh my goodness. But what an amazing lesson though. And how, how does that prepare you today to even think on, on a broader scope now that, you know, you've experienced that, but the lessons that come with that. And I think a lot of times what happened is legacy. We haven't been taught legacy in our communities often. Right. And it, it is something that's right. systemic and you see it over and over and over and over. And I think about how Devin Graham's father has his cobbler business that he's had for all these 20 years of her life. It, are they preparing it so that it can go on to his grandkids or how, right. you know, I think about all of those things, and, but I didn't start thinking about those things until you know, I was probably well into my career and starting to understand things. I didn't think about that. I wouldn't have thought about that either. But I commend you for sharing that with us. I appreciate you so much. Now, as we continue this interview, I just want to, again, thank you for saying yes. Because again, I always say, I can sit at your feet and just listen. I love, love, love how you are just so, you kind of soothe my spirit with your voice. You have one of those radio (laughs) voices. Well, thank you. I actually, I major in mass communications at Jackson State. Come on, Jackson and, State. And Jackson State was the only historically black university that had an accredited journalism wow. school at the time. What year was that? That was 1991. Wow. Come on. And you would, you, that doesn't even sound like it's that far. 1991 is recent. When you think of that's when I went, yeah, I finished in ninety five. So, and for that to be the only the only 
predominantly black school, HBCU, that and had and accredited that. It, it in nineteen ninety one. That speaks volumes, but I think that it really just planted an amazing seed for you. How would you say, what would you describe your networking style is? How do you stay connected and network with other individuals, especially during COVID-19? How have you done that? So um, it's shaped by this quote, you know, that um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm, So I believe um, I am always open. I am always ready to learn. I believe that opportunity, knowledge, information, um, my next step, you know, a place to serve is already out there. And there are people that I am supposed to meet and get connected to um, in order to best use my gift. And so I remain um, open to that. And I try to be as intentional as I can about being a great listener, Uh you know, not going into every conversation with an agenda, but learning, trying to learn people and figuring out um, where is that connection? You know, where is it? um, Where's an opportunity for us to build and grow? And so I really love... um, I really, I mean, I love phone calls that I am. Okay, that personal touch. Certainly. Yes. Okay. Um, that, you know, prior to COVID, I am a person who loves lunches and coffees. I love coffees too. I loved our coffee sit down time. I, didn't, I wasn't ready to right. leave. <laughs> that, that face-to-face communication, I absolutely love it. Um, because there's something about looking into somebody's eyes and their eyes light up when they're talking about their passion. And there's something about like, you know, looking at somebody's body language change when you're getting to this place that is energizing to me. And so um, I truly miss that. But I, I mean, I love um, picking up, I love picking up the phone and communicating with people. I am not Um, I have to use Zoom and FaceTime and all of these tools professionally, but I really believe there's so much missed in terms of connectivity with people. You can definitely do transactions and get things done and move projects forward, but truly Mm -hmm. connecting with people, you have to, you know, be a lot more intentional about it. um, More so. Absolutely. uh, More so than you have to. And also LinkedIn. I was, I mean, everybody, um, I think, understands some of the power um, that's available in LinkedIn. But I would mm-hmm. say that it still surprises me how frequently, you know, I'm minding my own business on LinkedIn, you know, reading and, you know, maybe posting uh-huh. some content, how many calls I get from people how many I mean how many emails I get how many messages I get um even calls I get as a result of um people you know um reading something you know that I posted or or maybe me jogging something in their memory 
from LinkedIn. Oh. So I, it's a truly powerful, truly powerful it tool. Is. It is. And I'm glad you said that because I've been preaching it for probably since my first episode and people keep saying, well, I haven't made time to get on it. I haven't had a chance. All I'm saying is if you hear what Johanna just said and couple it with everything I've been telling you about LinkedIn, it is a number one place to connect and, and it's a professional setting too. So that's really why I love it too. I love being on there just to see, even right now in this day and age, you can see lots of content around diversity and inclusion and belongingness and all of those things that I'm getting to see. And a lot of these workshops and things that I'm attending in these webinars, I wouldn't even know about them if I wasn't. Um, Definitely. I'm finding a lot of great resources out on LinkedIn. Definitely. And for every person yes. looking for an opportunity, there's someone else that's looking for um, the right person for that opportunity. That's good. That's so true. That's so As my true. grandmother said. Now, you know what? Right. <laughs> Come on, Granny, with all that wisdom. I love that. Now, do you remember, so Jahan, I remember last year that I reached out. I think it was just really a year ago, if not a little bit more, when I was over the professional women's group with Dress for yes. Success and reached out to have you to come and mm-hmm. speak. Do you, do you remember that day? Because those women, they fell in love with everything that you had to I talk about. I remember that day and what we talked about was does your network work? And yeah. this is another, I think, one of my uh, mantras that I stand by is that um, without being um, calculating or insincere or self-serving, you Mm -hmm. can put, um, if you're using your gifts truly in a way, your gifts and your resources truly to be a, of service first, and you're putting out your talent and your resources into the world, into your community, you know, into your family, you're putting it out there without you know, a, a purely, you know, selfish intention, then mm-hmm. it comes back to you. And often in the form of other people who see you, see your talent, see your purpose, um, see your vision, and they want that for you. And they will work um you know, sometimes not even um, with verbalizing it for you, but they will work mm-hmm. to position you and to open doors for you and to give you resources wow. to be successful. Yeah. Without you saying, look, can you refer 10 people to me? With-? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You have to do that. Or, know. Yes, you know, or can you put in a good word for me? Or can you, there's nothing wrong with that. We have to do that. But Do you have a handful of people in your life that if you say, look, I just published this book, they say, girl, guess what? You know, X, Y, here's a, I just saw somebody that's looking for brand new authors and Mm. I already called them about you. I'm going to host a book signing (laughs) in my, you know, 
there are people do yes. you have those people in your life who want for you what you want for yourself and it's not a arm twisting you know um awkward conversation for you to go there with them um they are working to position you and i remember um you know i am thankful that there are people like that um in my life and you know really i owe you know everything that i've been able to do and continue to do Mm -hmm. so much so that i remember um I was working I was working at the Jackie Joyner Kersey Foundation and one of uh-huh. our community partners actually called disgruntled, um, upset about something, and one of my direct mm-hmm. reports said, Look, I'm gonna give you this call. This person's very angry. Um, so which, you know, <laughs> when you're some in leadership positions, that's part of the job, right? You get some of the right some right. some of the people who aren't very happy. So I had a conversation with this person and, um, you know, we resolved the problem. Afterwards, they reached out and said, you know, I really appreciate your professionalism and your listening. And so that was in 2014. And after that, you know, they often sought me out to, you know, to give me feedback or updates or just kind of keep in touch. Um, Oh, wow. A couple years later, I ended up um, accepting a position with SIUE um, mm-hmm. in the same department at the same location as wow. this um, lady. Her <laughs> name, you know, is Janina Turley. I ended up accepting a position wow. in, and so she immediately became. Um, I think a mentor of kind of getting to know the ropes at the new company, a confidant, uh-huh. a person you can bounce ideas off of. You know, we didn't work in the same, we worked in the same building, in the same department, um, but not necessarily on the same projects. But immediately. I love how that happened. And that kind of blossomed actually into a friendship um, wow. that to this day and this is a person that um i will say has you know retired and oh. recent you know she's retired um yeah. recently and gave me a call and if you know her this this is a fashionista a diva <laughs> a you know a yeah. um a woman who, when she walks into the room, any room, you're like, who is that? What, you know, every, every hair is in place, every nail, every, every stitch, you know, is no name. So she, this, this is who she is and how she's known. And so she called, she was like, you know what? I'm not working anymore. Um, You wear the same size that I wear. I have too many clothes, you know, um, she's still shopping by the way and only buys labels she's like I want you I'm gonna um, pull some things out and I'll leave them out you come and get them um, so you know I, I brought my husband wow. with me he's like I don't really know women's clothes but I see some 
names I recognize. He's like, is this about $3,000 worth of clothes? Mm -hmm. I said, no, $10,000 worth of clothes. Oh. And she's like, you, she's like, and I was like, you know, and I said, you could sell these on Poshmark. Right. She's eBay. Come she on. She said, I want to give them to someone I know will appreciate them Ooh, and use that. them. Mm. And I thought about you. Wow. Wow. That speaks volumes. And that speaks volumes. So, I mean, that's a small example. You say clothes, you know, but to think about a casual connection six years later, this is a person who says something very important and valuable to them thinks about you and says, you're someone I know who would appreciate it and value it Mm -hmm. the same way that I did. And it's not about, you know, the money I could get, but, here's somebody who I know has a career ahead of them and could use these clothes. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that speaks volumes because she sees something that speaks volumes, Johanna girl. Look here. We can, we can talk all day long. I have just a few more questions, maybe one Mm -hmm. or two that I want to get in. I want to ask you though, when it comes to your role, VP of development, let me make sure I'm getting the title right. VP of development and advancement. Yes. Tell me what, what, what does your day-to-day look like? And what are some things that you love about your new role? Cause you've been there now since March, 2019. Yes. Yes. So a little yes. bit over a year. Yes. Wow. Very I remember much so. when you first got mm-hmm. into that role. Okay. So I absolutely love um, this organization. You know, Place for People is an organization that's about um, providing community-based mental health and substance use treatment to people regardless of their ability to pay. And so we're out in the community um, providing Uh psychiatry, counseling, you know, individual groups and of course, our service delivery has um, been altered because of COVID, but um, right. we're still um, actually, you know, in in the trenches on the front line serving people. And so my role is really to, I believe, connect people's passion to our mission and the way that I go about kind of building relationships with people is kind of based upon that premise that there are people out there who already care about mental health. They truly understand the need um, to make mental health services and substance use treatment available in the community. They truly understand Mm -hmm. some of the connections between homelessness and poverty and, um, in physical health diseases and mental health. They truly understand that and they are seeking an opportunity 
to put their time, their talent, and their treasure um, into a situation in an organization where they can serve and be helpful and invest their resources. So how do you find these people? And so Mm -hmm. having conversations and meeting these people is truly exciting because imagine the power and being a person that has the ability to donate um, your money, you know, whether it's a hundred dollars or whether it's a million dollars into a project that you are passionately about, you are so passionate about and, and are doing this truly because you have time, you have resources and, um, you are inspired by being able to help. And so if my mm-hmm. job is to connect people with those opportunities, yeah. yeah, it's a joy. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love that. Now I want you to share with us any wins or accomplishments that you are just, you, you want to share something that I want you to toot your own horn right now. And tell us about a win or an accomplishment. So I am tremendously excited about, um, you know, Place for People is the only certified community behavioral health center um, in the city of St. Louis and the county, the fourth largest um, behavioral health organization outside of the hospitals in the state of Missouri. And we are um, working to build a brand new state-of-the-art health center. And when I think about that, I'm at the point in my career when I think about legacy, that where, you know, what seeds am I planting now that my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, my children will be able to understand, look at, put their hands on, digest and say, our, you know, our ancestor, our, our granny, our big mama did that. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that this health center, you know, that will be dedicated to serving um, indigent people that have chronic mental health conditions and substance use issues Mm. is a part of I think my professional legacy to the field that that young girl that was coming out of law school looking for an opportunity to change systems for the poor didn't know that 22 years later she would be raising $15 million for um, the only certified community behavioral health center in the region. Come that on. will 50 years from now um, be there. Yeah, it'll be and sustained. all oh. of the little Wharton and Jones <laughs> offspring that come forth will say this is a part of our family legacy yeah 
that was my granny. That was my that was, mama. Yes. <laughs> that was my granny. They'll be talking what? about you like you're talking about your granny. I love that. Well, Missy, I thank you so much, Johanna. I really enjoyed and we can keep going and going, but I won't continue to hold you. I want to just ask you though, is there anything that you would you any advice or any the last words that you would give to maybe your younger self, that woman that is unsure about what to do in her career, any advice that you would you would give to that person that is shifting careers or they're looking to move into their career or maybe they've been laid off during this time or furloughed, what kind of advice or anything would you give them? I would say um, one of the best books that I read is Thrive by Ariana Huffington. There's a quote in the book um, that says, um, what if you live life as if it was rigged in your favor. Mm. What if you live life as if it was rigged in your favor? Sometimes fear gets in the way and we begin Mm -hmm. these conversations with ourselves about, but, uh, you know, that chatter. But what if you truly believed that you were meant to succeed the things that you want for yourself the universe is already positioned you for your job is to be open your job is to stay focused and your job is to believe and to be prepared that the universe is already rigged in your favor Mm, i love that i love it you can drop the mic right there We can drop the mic right there. (laughs) Thank you, my friend, for joining us. It has been such a joy. I look forward to connecting and staying connected to you. And again, thank you for your service. Thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank you for these nuggets that you dropped today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Be blessed. Thank you. Wasn't she such an inspiration, to say the least? My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. I want you to make sure that you check out placesforpeople.org and see how you can get involved. I'm just saying the work that they do around mental health is absolutely what our communities are missing. And it is such an amazing organization. And as you can see, they have some amazing people behind the scenes, making sure that individuals, their needs are being met. I just want to, again, thank you for tuning in. And I wanted to remind you to go and check out placesforpeople.org. On another note, I am now a best-selling author. Yes, The same title as the podcast, Networking It's Your Superpower, is on Amazon and it's available for purchase. It's an ebook as well as a paperback book. You can also go onto my website, MrsKeishSpeaks.com dash the book. And you can also do that for 
an autographed copy. So do that and connect. And again, I thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for being on this journey. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Some explosive things are happening on this journey. And remember that in everything that you do, it's all about connectivity and networking truly is your superpower. I can't tell you how to do it exactly like me, but I can give you the tips and tools that have helped me along the way. And you won't get to use my superpowers, but you can, I'll lend them to you and I'll show you how easy it is to keep relationships at the forefront in every single thing that you do. So be reminded today, go and cultivate relationships, be intentional, be love and be willing to be flexible during the process. It's a process and it's not a one night stand. Be blessed and keep tuning in. Thank you so much.